time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Today is Wednesday, April 13th. Tuesday was CPI Day, and the latest reading did not disappoint gold bugs. Shortly after the inflation report was released, gold shot up from 1955 per ounce to as high as 1979 before pulling back to settle at 1967, which was its highest closing price since March 11th. Silver was even more responsive to the CPI report, which showed the highest year-over-year increase in price inflation in over 40 years. Silver spiked up 75 cents, or 3%. It outperformed gold by a little more than double on a percentage basis. The Mining Stock Journal commented that over the last month, there's been a pattern of gold and silver getting slammed, only to bounce back up and settle at a higher price level. There seems to be an invisible buyer of the medals on all sell-offs. The mining stocks rode higher on Tuesday with the higher prices of gold and silver, but pulled back along with the PM sell-off in the stock market. Despite this, the mining stocks finished higher on the day. The Mining Stock Journal said that the mining stock indices like the GDX are on the cusp of major technical breakouts. We will get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. The casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website, www.westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Defiant Silver reported results from the first ever drilling at the Lucida property on its Zacatecas Silver Project in Mexico, with highlights including 1.15 meters grading 1,604 grams per ton silver in hole 50 within an interval of 3.33 meters grading 709.04 grams per ton. Some 4,750 meters have been completed with results in eight holes pending. Defiance said drilling confirmed the presence of high-grade near-surface Fresnillo-style low-to-intermediate sulfidation epithermal silver mineralization. Lucida is under option from Pan American Silver. Defiance Silver trades on the TSXV under DEF and on the OTCQX under DNCVF. And I will just say that those drill results have been highly anticipated for some time now. Good to see them. Excellent. IAT Gold closed the gold prepay and silver purchase and sale portions of a financing package with Orion Mine Finance, which, when combined with the previously completed segments, means the company has about 165 million US in cash and restricted cash on its balance sheet. The package also provides for access to additional $100 million potentially available via an accordion feature. The package includes a $45 million gold prepay purchase and sale agreement and a $30 million sale purchase and sale agreement. The gold agreement includes an adjustment to the quantity of the quarterly deliveries but not the aggregate amount. IAT will now deliver 1,600 ounces to Orion for the March quarter 
3,100 ounces for the June quarter and 2,100 ounces per quarter thereafter until September 2025 for aggregate deliveries of 32,000 ounces. The deliveries under the Silver Purchase Agreement remain the same. IAT Gold trades on the TSX under IAU and under OTCQX under IAUCF. A busy week for Newfound Gold, which announced a new high-grade gold discovery between the Keats and Golden Joint Zones, about 440 meters north of the Keats Zone, at its Queensway project in Gander, Newfoundland. Drilling returned 3.85 meters, grading 43.9 grams per ton gold in hole 515 in the Keats North area, with the discovery named the 515 Zone. At the start of the year, the company began a program of systematic drilling between the Keats and Golden Joint Zones along a roughly 700-meter gap with limited prior drilling. Today's results is about 440 meters from hole 491, which returned 3 meters, grading 79.8 grams per ton, which we covered earlier this week. Newfound Gold stock jumped 7% yesterday on news that Eric Sprott increased his shareholdings to 31.4% after buying 15 million shares from Nova Resources for for $125.9 million Canadian. Newfound Gold trades on the TSXV under NFG and on the NYSE American with NFGC. Osino Resources announced an updated mineral resource for its Twin Hills Gold Project in the Orongo region of Namibia, featuring what the company said is substantial growth with significant conversion of inferred resources to indicated due to expansion in the Twin Hills Central, Bulge and Cloud areas and delineation of additional resources from new areas. Twin Hills now hosts 65 million tonnes, grading 1 gram per tonne gold for 2.1 million ounces indicated and 20.7 million tonnes, grading 0.93 grams per tonne for 620,000 ounces of inferred, using a $1,700 per ounce gold price and a 0.5 gram per tonne cutoff. Osino is currently working on a pre-feasibility study. Osino Resources trades on the TSX under OSI and on the OTCQX under OSIIF. And finally, Energy Fuels says the company's White Mesa Mill, located near Blanding, Utah, made three commercial shipments of three critical mineral products. Energy Fuels shipped natural uranium concentrates to the Metropolis Works Uranium Conversion Facility in Metropolis, Illinois, for conversion into uranium hexafluoride, which will be enriched and used as fuel for the production of nuclear energy. It shipped vanadium pentoxide to the Barrett Metallurgical Company in Butler, Pennsylvania for conversion of ferro-vanadium, which will be sold into the steel and specialty alloys industries, and high-purity mixed rare-earth element carbonate to Neo Performance Materials Silmet facility in Estonia for separation into advanced rare-earth products. The REE carbonate had undergone partial separation at the mill using existing mill facilities prior to its delivery to Silmet, which is the first commercial scale REE separation to occur in the U.S. since at least the early 2000s. This is the first time Energy Fuels, the mill, and perhaps any facility in history has accomplished such a feat. The company believes it is clearly establishing itself as a, quote, clean energy and critical mineral hub, unquote, for the United States. Energy Fuels trades on the NYSE with UUUU and on the TSX with EFT. Uh, that concludes today's morning briefing. We will continue to watch the markets. We've got a lot of interviews to line up today. Gold currently sitting at 1980 an ounce. So, Paul, 
another great day i hope absolutely you know a golden easter coming <laughs> there you go uh, the mining stock daily morning briefing is produced by clear creek digital and investment research dynamics mining stock journal it is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the junior mining network till later today i'm trevor hall and i'm paul harris have a great day everybody be well the information presented should not be considered investment advice Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.